This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, we're into October, a month where it rains and pours for Mansfield Town. On Saturday, it rained goals as the Stags run out 4-0 winners at home to Northampton Town, whilst in midweek, it poured frustration as the Stags dominated against Oldham but failed to score yet again. Coming up tonight on what is the 50th episode of the Mansfield Matters regular podcast, assistant boss Ben Futcher tells us it's a nice feeling to get that elusive second goal. It's always massive, um, and I think in previous games we've created chances not always taking them um, which makes it difficult at 1-0 sometimes but today we were ruthless in both boxes and, and that's a difference when you take your chances like that While striker Danny Rose says it's great to be back scoring and great to be playing in the amber and blue I just want to apologise for everyone that's, that's happened over the summer the fans have been brilliant they're stuck by me I can't thank them enough and I just hope I put in performances like that now On to midweek and boss David Flickcroft was left feeling frustrated To get in the the opportunities and, and they create the opportunities that we have done without scoring a goal it, it does defy logic that one you know everything I ask of, of my team and everything I ask of my staff produced tonight apart from that last little bit and I don't know how, how you know we've not we've not gone on the first half to go 3-4-5 nil it's you know and, and the loyal supporters who've seen us tonight and, and some unbelievable comments you know some some real die-hard Mansfield fans you know the football's incredible Boss, older statesman Neil Bishop says age is just a number I didn't join just slide quietly into retirement and be a bit part player I want, I want to play every minute I, I train every day I want to win I want to score I want to do everything you know I, I, I've still got the love for football and like I say you'll be chosen all of that and much much more tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast the show for the fans by the fans including your comments and questions in the live feed if you listen to the audio version of this come and join us every single Thursday at 6.30ish on our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash Matters and if you're watching the live feed Get your comments and your questions in now. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast with Craig Priest, Simon Mercer, Nathan Edge and Cam Felton. It's episode 50. It's party time. Itch. Well, hello and welcome to the Mansfield Matters Podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, of course, Mansfield Matters. It's Thursday, the 4th of October 2018 and we're here once again and you're looking at your screens and thinking oh my god why do I have to look, just look at Craig's face once again I mean everyone thinks that all the time but <laughs> it's purely because superstition is the way for me really and you know on uh, on 
Saturday we won after doing a different podcast layout. On Tuesday we got a point, so we're unbeaten. We're in better form than what we were. So I thought, you know, superstition's the way as always. But I'm not here just on my own. It's not just me here for the next 90 minutes sitting in front of a camera because, let's face it, you'd get bored. What do you mean, woohoo? Cheeky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am, of course, <laughs> with Nathan Edge, Cam Felton and Simon Mercer as not, well. Not that they uh, can see. Not that they can see right now, but if I do this, then yeah, Kennedy, yeah, we can nice see time. everyone. That's there you go. A very good evening to you, gentlemen. How are we tonight? Very good. Very good, very good. I thought, because this is our 50th podcast of the regular show, and me, I can't believe we made it past five, to be honest. It's the 50th live, uh, well, it's not the 50th live one, it's the 50th podcast of the Mansfield Matters regular podcast. I think it'd be something like 43 live, because we did it after episode seven, Matt. Uh, But I thought, because it was a special occasion... I'd obviously buy his donuts and sausage rolls and make tea as always, but I thought I'd introduce something new to the podcast. Oh dear. Oh no. Here we go. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. I thought I'd do a three a three word week review. So I want your I want your reviews of the week in no more and no less than three words. It's as simple as that. And because, you know, Nathan, you're the longest serving podcast panellist behind you behind me obviously um, I'm going to get you to, to, to go first I'd like your three word review of the week please and if you're watching at home uh, get yours in the comments as well positive frustrating <laughs> um, <laughs> promising can galvanised ooh you have to do it yeah. um, you did Right. Um, positive. Unlucky. So you've had the most time to think about this. Happy then frustrated. What? Happy then frustrated. Happy then frustrated. That is that is how it's done. That is uh, that is how it's. Yeah, but you've got more time to think about it than we did. I'm older than you lot. Text me a while. (laughs) Well, there you go. You see, that's that's exactly why it went last. Uh, Get your comments in uh, as always. Leave us your three-word week reviews in the comments. We'll read some of those out later on. Um, We'll start with a topic before we start talking about um, you know the couple of games which have gone past because it's. Uh, the comments, as always, have sort of started coming in. Uh, one comment that's come in from uh, Mark Rickers, a very good evening to you, first time commenter from him, uh, which simply asks, does anyone miss Logan? Now, obviously, we'll talk, we were planning to talk about this anyway, because, as always, the club always do a, a Supporters Player of the Month. The winner of that for, for the last month is Bobby Oleshnik, um, who's obviously come in and made his sort of stance. So let's answer the question, does anyone miss Conrad Logan? Nathan? don't miss him but I still take comfort in the fact that if you know Saturday touch wood doesn't happen but let's say Leishner gets injured I still think we've got a, a good enough keeper to come and step in so I don't miss him no but you know Leishner's done amazingly well and deserves that um, monthly um, play the month award but so I don't miss him but he's still there working Leishner hard so it's fine Cam? Also you look at past seasons whether it were conference or beginning of um, our second football league journey and we never really had a, a backup but we did have a backup goalkeeper but not to the same sort of standard as what his first choice was so you get a, an injury or a suspension and we'd be like well we're probably going to lose his next two games with goalkeepers not as good but now it's like they're just as good as each other the, the playing styles are different for the keepers but it, they complement each other well you can play different styles and 
it's that right balance of um, actually like bringing in quality players. So, put put this way, I think yeah. a lot of League Two teams would take uh, Conrad Logan in their first eleven. So mm. that's where I say with the strength of having him on the bench. What does that say about Lesnick's performances then, Sai? Because obviously he's, he's, he's come in. Uh, I thought, felt he was very unlucky to get dropped after the, the Accrington game. I felt he played mm. relatively well there. He was the only one who wasn't. Um, so, you know, what, what have you made of his performances? Deserving of that Player of the Month award as a whole? Yeah, very much so. He's pulled off some cracking saves. Except I wouldn't have missed Conrad if um, Oldham had scored after he slipped over him. Like the <laughs> no, 18, me neither. That would have been unlucky, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. got away with that a little bit. But, but no, he, he has been quite solid. And to be fair, in some ways, I prefer him than Conrad, to be honest. He seems quicker. You know, he, he's... Quicker, his decision making is a lot better, I think, than Conrad's. So that's that's one thing that I don't miss, to be honest, from Conrad. I think he actually catches the ball more as well, doesn't he? You know, Conrad loves to punch. Um, yeah, and I think Alessio does catch it, but I think when he does punch it, he's got a good punch on him as well. So I think it's probably more assuring for the defence. To be fair, I, I don't know Conrad. about you guys, but I feel more assured if like there's a corner coming in or you know or something like that because you know that he's going to catch it rather than just try and punch it also Bobby has shown that he's a little bit more a little bit more commanding in the box you see Conrad's just looking back at the Colchester game for example he comes football and just completely misses it Mm. because he's got players in the way whereas Bobby will actually be like pushing players out at way shouting at players move move He's, he's a little bit more demanding in the box and actually is like this is my ball don't get in my way otherwise I'm just going to flatten you mm-hmm. which is good because we've had the similar situation in the past you look at someone like Alan Marriott he, did, he didn't like to catch a ball mm-hmm. and the amount of times he made mistakes and I can see Conrad's a very sort of similar thing didn't really like to come out and claim a ball he's always just get rid of it stuck to his line yeah or yeah, just stayed on his line all the time. We'll talk more about uh, you know players who deserve recognition for the month just gone in a little while. But let's uh, now go all the way back to the weekend. We won't dwell on Oldham just yet, so if we can refrain from that for now. Uh, let's go back to the weekend on Saturday. We were crying out for us to put the ball in the back of the net more than once, and then you know light buses four come along at once. What a commanding performance uh, that was on Saturday side. Stags four, Northampton nil. Well, what can you say? The performance was there. I think for the time for for this point in time, I think we've we've seen the goal of the season uh, from Elsney. But in a way. Um, Northampton just kept backing off and there were no real threat from them at all apart from like the first five minutes I think they kicked off and it was played at pace and then after that we seemed to drop into um, our rhythm and uh, I don't think Northampton ever really had had a sniff to be honest it was a, obviously an attacking-minded game, and obviously we'll talk a little bit about the Rose comments as well. Shortly we'll hear from him, but uh, nice to see him leading the line well, Cam, and obviously you know, that enthusiasm and that determination to close things down, that sort of you know, helped to open Northampton up. I think it, it stems back to a few weeks ago to the Cambridge game. You look at a very similar situation when he did actually score, just actually going for a second ball running on to something and he just fortunately right place right time 
and it seems that his game's picked up ever since then, obviously, and then Saturday. Can't can't really say anything bad about him. Is good passing, good good attack minded play. Not wanting to pass back too much. Always wanting to go forwards, challenging in the air, and some fantastic passing between him, Atkinson, and uh, Hamilton out on that far side for the third or fourth goal. Probably both, to be honest. But it looks like the Danny Rose that we know, not the Danny Rose that we've had so far this season. And I think that's it's about time that he picked up his form. But I think it's finally starting to come back to what we we know he can play like. We're all for superstition on this show, and uh, you know, hence <laughs> the way we've set up tonight and and various things that we, we've done. Um, but one superstition, Nath, could be keeping you away from from match day. I was waiting for someone <laughs> to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I had a, an event to get to, so I, could, I knew I knew it was going to happen as soon as I um, realised that I was going to have to leave before, obviously, what would have been half time. So there's no point in going to the game at that. Uh, I just knew that we would go and go and win, and obviously, I, I didn't expect to go and win by four goals to nil. Uh, but it's just typical, really. But um, I'd, I'd take that, uh, even though I missed it. But um, I think it's what we needed, wasn't it? I mean, we kept saying, uh, you know, the last week on the podcast about we just need to go out there and play with a real purpose and uh, a bit like I said, it's that, that de- determination that we needed. And uh, as you're saying there, with, with Rose, every sort of um, every part of the game that he was a part, of, you know, it, it played in, he, he sort of it wasn't a pass backwards. He everything he wanted to do, it was was done with a purpose. It's not just Rose; it's not fair to him because the rest of the team had a great, you know, great game as well. But I think the key part of that match was. That very first goal, that that Elsnick, as, you, as you've said, Sai, um, why it's got the season so far. I mean, why is a fantastic individual effort, but I think that just for some reason a lot of our games we've been drawing. We just want to have that individual brilliance to put us ahead because I sometimes feel like if we get ahead when we're when we're on top, we could go and sc- go and score three or four, and that's probably what would have happened Tuesday night if we had that individual quality from somebody. Mm. Yeah, only if uh, it was Tyler Walker playing up front rather than Des on Tuesday night. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. um, controversial. <laughs> uh, going back to uh, Saturday though, Cam, and obviously you know, I think a, a lot of the talk has been about the way the team shape up, and we've been saying for, for quite a few weeks about having a right wing back who's naturally right footed obviously Hayden White out injured at the moment Paul Anderson out of the picture um, the other option in there is Will Atkinson okay he's not played in that position often but over the last two games talking about Saturday in particular though he sort of came on obviously not played for a long time wanted to prove himself had a really good game but also what that also did was in what many people saw around me which made me laugh a little bit saw as a negative move in bringing him on because they felt that was just sort of shutting up shop it moved CJ up front and that gave us a different dimension we had a natural right footer with a bit of a defensive mind but also the option and the ability to go and attack but also with CJ up there as well that got us two more goals well, you look. Uh, well, I think both games over the last week have been a, a, a fantastic. F- fair enough. Like you said, some fans do they think it's defensive decision? P- probably so. When he's brought him on, especially against Northampton, and bear in mind we what only two two up at the time. We're only yeah. two now at the time, so but it does look like there we're were plenty of time left in the game. But it's just something we've not seen from Atkinson before. It's that. 
them silky skills. Yeah, it was just running <laughs> in and out to defend us. It was unbelievable to watch. But because it's like literally right in front of where I sit, it's like you can actually actually see a bit better. But whereas in previous games he might have passed it backwards or gone along the line, he's actually wanted to run at the defenders, try and get in and out of the defenders. And whether that's something that Flickcross worked on with Atkinson or whoever, or it's something he's worked on in training um, on his own or whatever, it, hopefully it can carry on. And I think what Flickcross did on Saturday, I think he actually said to Will Atkinson, go on and go and make a nuisance of yourself on there because, you know, he, he was one of the, you know, he could be one of them players that can... Um, Unlock things. I mean, look at the skill that he had down that right wing for for the was it third or fourth C, goal? C, was it uh, CJ's goal? Wasn't goal it? Yeah. yeah, the third goal. You know, he, Atkinson, CJ, then Rose, then Rose into Hamilton. He, and, he yeah. turned his defender, and then he turned him again in, in corner, and then passed it to CJ. You know, it, it was like it was like watching Ronaldo. <laughs> it was a very uh, <laughs> very magical not, goal, wasn't not, it? Not the Portuguese one. The uh, Br- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> When a ball goes into the corner, you're like, that's either going to go out for a throw-in or it's going to go for a goal kick. Because you've got two players ushering Atkinson out Mm. and just to roll it calmly back through the legs and then get between the defenders to get away and play the ball through. It's just that spark of brilliance that we've been lacking with someone that's actually had the confidence to go on and try something. And why not? It's, it's, it's the same. Down in there off, you know what? It's, it's, it's the same it? as Elshnick, but obviously corners come in. Danny's edited it away, and Elshnick's just gone. Like there's no one in front of him. Why not have a run? I think he's been superb these last. Two <coughs> <years>. <coughs> I completely agree. Someone, yeah. We've not had someone that will run with the ball. We, we'll have CJ, but he'd like cut back inside halfway up pitch. I think Macca wants to do that, but obviously Macca's out injured now. So he's not going to do that from a hospital bed, is he? No, <laughs> but. I we, I mean we we talk quite regular. I mean, I mean my dad and my sister we we've all been chatting and we seem to think Mac has been playing with a knee injury for a little bit because he's not really had that impact in the game sort of thing like he he has done in the past. So we we kind of think and it's nice to have somebody like Timmy come in and have that what we want to see and. You know, like I say, he's been superb. I think another thing collectively as well, rather than just looking at the individuals, especially on Saturday, and again, we'll touch upon Tuesday uh, a little bit later on. Um, because I, I just want to focus, the reason for that is I just want to focus on that transition from the frustration of the last couple of weeks to, to how well we actually have played result and, and goals aside on Tuesday over the last two games. And if you look at the way we played Saturday, where we scored the four goals and sort of was on the front foot, that thing of stopping and coming back inside and going all the way back and playing sort of stopped a little bit and there was that more resilience of right let's try and play a forward pass let's try and you know push on it and and try and bring people into play let's not get pushed back let's control so our I own think game that comes back to what I saw from the game was the three main players that I saw mostly doing that and that were Danny Rose Elsnick and Neil Bishop Never, ne- not trying not to pass it backwards. If they had to pass it backwards, they did. But when they've got time and space, trying to look forward, make that run to make the pass, and actually trying to cut through the defence. And 
they were just the little gaps that the defence were leaving because their defence I mean they were awful though they they were an absolute shambles and and also it's playing that easy ball yeah instead of like popping it 50 yards or something like that they were you know when Atkinson come on Bishop would just just play it along to to Atkinson and Atkinson would play it into Danny who dropped back and you know, there were them little triangles sort of thing appearing. I'd say rather than... Easy ball or wow. Yeah, intricate passing rather than just yeah. lumping it long and hoping that CJ would get on the end of it. And it's might, just that... Might have been different if we were 1-0 down. Oh, but yeah, um, but I think it shows the confidence that we've now got. Not only... Well, we've took, obviously took four points out of the last two games, but you can't say that we didn't deserve the six, but we just need now to hold on to this confidence that we're playing with we don't want to go back into a shells we don't want to turn back into the Mansfield that we've been so far this season we need to keep this momentum going and let's just hope we can keep it going because if we can play like we have done for the last two games then there's no reason <coughs> we can't beat any team in this division we're not going to lose many are we if no. we play like that no as not always keep your comments uh, coming in on the on the live feed got some coming already uh, Shelley says Simon uh, you need to wear your special green shirt for the rest of the season <laughs> until we lose superstition superstition okay. yeah uh, that goes for the podcast and for match days, <laughs> by the way. Okay, superstition. Um, Terry says, uh, reflecting on Tuesday night, uh, we need a striker. Walker has to score more. And Peter says, give Atkinson a start at Berry. Push CJ forward, drop Walker, and play Davis in with Rose. If you want to make a comment on the live feed, as always, uh, you can do so. All you got to do is drop your comment in the comments box below. If you listen to the audio version of this every single Thursday at six thirty ish. Uh, we're on uh, facebook.com forward slash MTFC matters uh, let's uh, touch upon that comment from Peter then guys uh, give Atkinson a start at Berry. we were talking about Atkinson a couple of minutes ago would you be inclined to start him and go with CJ up front yes definitely or at least CJ on the left wing so me and Simon were talking about it on the way up and we were possibly considering dropping Otis Khan do you know Just what I'm, 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 I'm glad I didn't want to <laughs> You know, well, I, I, mean, I, I don't want to be. You didn't want the abuse from the <laughs> comments, did you? <laughs> there it is. Uh, no, you're right. I, I genuinely think the last couple of games. I mean, don't get me wrong, and I, I always say this when I'm making a comment about a player. This is not a slag off or not a, a thing like that. Every player goes through ups and downs. And I think at the moment, Otis is on his down period. His set pieces have been poor. Um, his distribution play. Uh, in certain areas has been poor he's done well sort of driving that five six seven yards but his distribution playing where it matters has been poor his finishing has not been the Otis Khan which we know and I just think with the likes of Callum Butcher uh, you know on his heels and you know the likes of CJ up there as well with potentially Walker and Rose I think there's scope for change and next you know these next seven days I mean we'll talk about the Checker Trade Trophy and let you have your little rant later on Nate but uh, that's that's the sort of game where you know those players are going to come in you know fight for that shirt and I completely agree I would potentially look at Barry at just tweaking that system slightly and maybe bringing Khan as that impact player because surely it would have that effect of right you've been dropped say because I think you've been poor right you've got 20 minutes to go and prove me I'm Prove to me I'm wrong. Yeah, just it's a great player to bring off the bench. Really, isn't oh, exactly. It? If you yeah. if you're a defender and you're thinking it's Khan's coming, and you're thinking bloody hell, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Especially towards the end of the game <laughs> when you're getting tired. So that's thing. If if we'd have had someone like Otis to bring on in the second half against Northampton or against Oldham, you'd have probably said we'd have maybe had maybe push six. 
on Saturday and maybe nicked a couple late on against Oldham. But it, it, I think it goes back, you know, first we, we were on about this last week that Otis has not quite been what we've seen so far this season. He's on a bit of a, a bit of a downturn at the minute, but players do that. You don't, you can't say that a player that's playing in League Two is going to play the very best he can every week. So he won't be playing in League Two. So we're going to get that inc- inconsistency, but we've got the players, uh, the strength and the depth in the squad that we can swap players around. We don't have to play the same players every single game. Does anyone feel though that I don't want to say that Flitcroft has his favourites, but do you think that Flitcroft? In because of the way he plays and the way he sets up, he's reluctant to remove two or three key players from that lineup to bring in the others. So you don't want to disrupt the team too much, but you've got to try different things. And I think small changes is the way that I think we're going to win the most games. You think last season we, sometimes we were making four or five changes in a game, or we'd make no changes at all for a game. I mean, and we it did was, that same team for, we, like you say, it would change every week. Exactly, and then towards the end of um, Pyman and Dodgy's tenure, the, it was pretty much the same team every week, and the teams were just figuring it out. And it was, it was just. You see, you can't, you can't. I, we always say, don't. If you win him, don't change it, unless there's a, unless there's a suspension. Or an injury. See, that's where I'm gonna I, I'm gonna count right there. I think the reason, one of the reasons why we didn't but win on Tuesday, not, if somebody's not playing yeah. well, then yeah, they, they need to be dropped, I which mean, is what we're saying about Otis. I mean, we'll, we'll touch upon Tuesday in a little bit more detail in a little bit, but one key point from that which I will touch upon is that the fact that I think we should have made changes Tuesday because after 30, 40 minutes, I think we looked tired and looked, and that worries me. Uh, let's go back to the um, uh, Khan comments though. Uh, Shelley says he isn't the player I thought he was going to be. Uh, I think he's been disappointing so far. The player who's been outstanding the most is 37-year-old Bish. Oh, 100%. You, you think... Well, in all fairness, we were quite excited when Bishop came in. It was that more experienced head in the centre of the park. And you know what? He became a bit of the scapegoat at the beginning of the season. Not. I don't think some, not, people, some people weren't excited about him coming because... They were so oh, 37 years old, and you know what we're doing with him, sort of thing. And yeah, and I think you know he used what, it as a, as, a, as a ammunition for the boring Flickcroft yeah. Yeah. analogy, didn't they? Yeah. And do you know what? Yeah. He's, he's ramming words down people's throats, and he you is. know, good Unbe- on him. Unbelievable. Yeah. Two games in a row, in all fairness, he's, he's been doing well for quite a while and fully deserved man of the match on Tuesday. Yeah. So, Absolutely. I just think as long as we can keep him fit, he, he could be one of the really crucial players. And he's and it wasn't. It, it, it was just a player that's like you said. It was split opinions when he came in. Some people were like, "Oh, finally, it's it's the player that we've needed. It's it's that experienced head in the middle of the park." And some people, like you said, it's an ammunition boring Flipcroft. Yeah, yeah I, I think with a player like that, thirty-seven coming into the into the team. You got to look at the other side. If most players are retired by that age, if he's still playing at a high level, he's doing things right. He's looking after himself. And we, we forget the fact here as well that he's t- he turned down three or four offers from League One. Yeah. He could still be playing regularly in League One to oh, play yeah. to play Definitely. for Huddersfield. 
Easy. So uh, let's touch upon uh, Bishop a little bit more later on when we talk about Oldham. We'll hear from him and his thoughts on how he's doing so far. Very uh, humble and honest guy is uh, Neil Bishop. Let's go back to uh, Danny Rose, though. Obviously, a uh, good performance from him um, on uh, on Saturday and on Tuesday, to be fair. I thought he did relatively well. But in particular, on Saturday, uh, where he was the subject of praise uh, from Stag's assistant boss, Ben Futcher. Uh, we'll hear from him in a second. We'll hear from his thoughts um, on... On the, the the draw, uh, the win, sorry, against uh, Northampton. Uh, but first, he starts off by talking about a man in Danny Rose who got himself on the score sheet twice on Saturday. Let's hear from him. That's what Rose is all about. He just never he never gave up. Deserved his luck and uh, and took it away nice. Listen, it's always massive. It's always massive. Um, and I think in previous games we've created chances, not always taken them, um, which makes it difficult at one 0 sometimes. But today we were ruthless in both boxes, and and that's a difference when you take your chances like that. Um, you can run away and it, it becomes very comfortable, and everyone enjoys it. We've drawn a few too many, but the performance has been good, and we we've, we've always believed in what we're doing. The players have. We've stuck to it. We've kept working. Um, we don't get too high when, we're not, when we don't always win don't get too kind of excited but today was brilliant they, they kind of deserved that because I think in previous weeks we've been ahead and maybe lost the odd lead so today go and kick on was just everything that uh, we've been looking at and the players deserved yeah um, he got a scan during the week Macca um, he felt it after the Cambridge game and it, his knee swelled up so we've got some bad news on that but um, it needs to be done so there's not a lot we can do it is it's kind of it happens with players sometimes we, we, we've got to look after Macca the best we can so um, he'll go for the operation hopefully Tuesday then we'll get him back as soon as we can that's Ben Futcher speaking to iFollow if you want to watch that interview in full and you can of course watch it on mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollows talking there about Alex McDonald so let's touch upon that uh, obviously going to be out for about six to uh, six to eight weeks or, or something along those lines uh, tweeted a picture of himself uh, after his operation uh, the other day um, big loss in the, the centre of that part though isn't it Nate he's a charismatic leader tenacious gets box to box and I think we know that Timmy Elschnick has come in and played played well and you know has deserved his shirt but yeah. it is still a loss no, absolutely. I think last season a lot of us on here sort of calling him Mr Mansfield wasn't he he was a team that, that player in the team that you that you wanted every week he was going to you know go through brick walls for you so uh, obviously we want him back as soon as possible but you look at the flip side obviously it's gutting for him personally and it's, it's a negative for the team but like cancer, I think for a couple of weeks it may it maybe he had or Simon I can't really say it, but it maybe he had been uh, carrying an injury. He did drop off form a little bit, but this is now an opportunity for those other players to come in and take that shirt. So uh, as you've just touched on there, Timmy's come into the team and um, you know at the moment he he absolutely deserves to have that uh, have that jersey because he's, uh, he's he's been a very impressive player in his last couple of games Paul um, in the comments says uh, any team would miss someone like Macker and I guess the important thing Cam is that you know when a player such as Macker who with his tenacity and his desire for the team steps out of it he's always going to leave a, a big hole but whoever comes into that spot has to step up to the plate and that's exactly what Timmy Elschnick has done I think I think what he's done well is that the fact that he's not let the, the thing the thing that gets me is that you get a player that goes out like Macca and it's like oh we're going to miss Macca we're going to miss Macca yeah we are but we've got good enough players that are going to step up and hopefully do a good enough job and to be honest if Mac, if Elshnick and Bishop uh, Bishop keep playing like they have I can't see Mac, even when Macca's fit I can't see him getting straight back into the squad 
and I think he's going to have to really pull his finger out in training and reserve games to get uh, get a sniff now. Well, well I think look back and comes back fitter and stronger, and we've got competition well, yeah, for places. Exactly, but I think what what we struggle with is trying to obviously like last season we got a, a, a struggle to get the balance between first team and reserves. Like you got a lot of players that were pretty much playing reserve week in week out. You look at someone like Bobby, for example, playing. Every, pretty much every reserve game, every cup game, because Evans didn't seem to want to play him in the league, and the only game that he did play in the league was because Conrad was ill, and that was Wickham away. So, and I think now this season it's the complete opposite. We have got the balance. We have got players that are playing in reserve and playing for the first team, and players that are not quite fit playing the reserves, but also taking an active part in match day as well. And I think if Obviously, Macker will have to go through the whole rehab bit and everything, trying to get fit. But mm. if he comes back stronger than he already is, then great, because Mac is a fantastic player as it is. But I think now we've got that competition for his place, then he's going to really have to step his game up because there is someone that's filled his shoes. And they're not going to be wanting to be ch chucked out of the first team for him. Everyone wants to play. So I think it's... We've got competition for every position on the field, and I think that's finally a positive that we've actually got. Jacob Mellis back in the fold as well, Si, after mm. his suspension was up. had a glimpse of him on Tuesday night. What did you make of uh, his resurgence into the team? He did all right. Nothing too spectacular from him. You know, put himself about a bit. I can't even remember him, like, either doing anything really that creative to be honest and, and, so, and that and that for me I mean I, I don't I'm, this is not a criticism at all but what you want is when you're drawing 0-0 and creating chance after chance after chance is someone of Melissa's pedigree to, and, and you know talent to come on and, and take the game by the horns and make that difference and I, yeah. you can probably say you know he's not played because he's been suspended but we know he's played in behind closed doors games and trained so uh, it's not really an excuse is he's it he's a frustrating player to me Mellis is he's got so much potential and he can do so much more but he just chooses not to to me I, I don't know if you guys feel the yeah, same I think it says it all the fact that when he got a suspension I wasn't gutted you know you think a player like we say when he came into the, the, the team for like Chelsea you know with all his potential you'd, you'd think if you got a player like that missing for three weeks you'd be gutted well for three matches you'd be really sad that he didn't win the team but I didn't feel like that at all, not even one bit, because in the day, he was really out of form, <laughs> even before the suspension. So, you, know, you look at it now, he's not got the, well, I guess he has played behind all, but he's not really got the competitive match fitness. But he's also not got the form, because he, he was not informed before he went out. So he's got a lot to uh, to do to get back into the, uh, well, certainly for a start in 11, he's got a lot, hell of a lot to do to get back into that. So I think you look at... Um, Tuesday night for example when he did come on when he did come on Oldham were pretty much bypassing the midfield every ball it was just lump 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 there was no point in having a midfielder there to try and play with anything because every time the ball got up there they'd get the ball and they'd just send it back long again because they just couldn't deal with it up, uh, on their it got anywhere within their 18 yard line and it was just crunching tackle ball's gone 50 mm. 60 yards upfield <laughs> And it was just something that we saw, well, what me and the people sitting sat next to me thought, 
it was a similar sort of thing on Saturday against Northampton. He got anywhere near their 18-yard line and they just lump it clear. They couldn't deal with the long ball. They couldn't play, deal with the intricate passing on the 18-yard. They couldn't deal with the crosses into the box. So if they couldn't deal with it, they just sent it long, didn't try and... But I, I'd still say putting Mellis on was the right decision because looking at the bench, Tuesday night, I, there was nobody else really on there that I'd say would come on and Butcher. just yeah but what we needed at that point is that because obviously Oldham they was very good defensively so we needed somebody that can yeah. unlock the defence and now Butcher's a great player but I don't think I think if he was going to pick a player to if if they're on their game uh, to pick a, an unlocking pass I'd probably pick Mellis but obviously it's, the difference is if, if, if they're on their game and probably Butcher is on his game more than Mellis at the moment but said that I probably would have still thrown Mellis in there so I'm going to disagree with that because you look back this season and you think to the Accrington game and to the Lincoln game fair enough they were in cup competitions but it's still a competitive game but they was they were just different they were actually taking a positive look on the game they chased the ball down you look at um, Butcher's goal at Lincoln it was just a ball over the top and he's managed to wrestle the ball off a defender and stick it through keeper's legs and not forgetting that lovely little intricate touch for little the, flick for through from Hayden White's pass to Tyler Walker okay, yeah. and it's just that little bit of flair that I think Mellis is probably lacking I don't know whether that's through lack of game time lack of confidence or whatever but I think maybe Butcher might have done something different to the game because Butcher would have chased the ball down off the defenders and would have wrestled with the defenders for the ball and can we at least just change that bloody song because he always gives the <laughs> ball away and he's not our best midfielder uh, this is the <laughs> comment uh, from, from uh, Paul which will end the Mellis discussion because I think it's spot on uh, it says Mellis has got great potential and you can see he's a player he just needs to stop thinking he's a great player and actually become one spot yeah. on uh, <laughs> other comments coming in tonight as well keep your comments coming in on the live feed if you wish to do so Um uh, talking about uh, missing McDonald um, Paul says any team will miss someone like McDonald and agree that Bishop has been totally committed great example for the younger ones to follow uh, following on from the Bishop conversation Peter says uh, Bishop is one of the best signings the stakes are made in a long while man of the match Tuesday unlucky to get booked uh, I think he's on four bookings now as well so he needs to be careful before he gets that suspension uh, interesting comment from uh, Gary Herrett we're not far away from a cracking team the management are beginning to turn it on uh, bearing in mind that we have McDonald and White injured interest in the starting lineup only has one of the previous managers playing starting in the last two games Flickcroft has done well with his signings uh, that uh, one of the players by the way uh, is the key what did you make of that comment when you dissect um, that lineup, obviously uh, Alejnik um, was a uh, an Evans signing. CJ was a well, CJ was a Murray yeah, signing. I was there. Danny was a Murray signing. Pierce was a Murray signing. Obviously, so you know Benning. Benning was a Murray signing. Yeah, he was Murray. Yeah. yeah. So it says it all about how the previous uh, management does it. But this is why there was a lot of negativity after the Cambridge game and there was unbelievable fans shouting for the manager that there still is some I don't understand why but no. uh, let's not get into I that I think but I've seen one comment about that and I think that's even been deleted now because he literally got ripped to shreds well, you know, this is the fickleness of football fans now I won't shy away from it and I will say it on Saturday when we won 4-0 
I saw somebody's post who put on the week before after the Cambridge game I want his egg gone he's the worst manager we've ever had blah de blah de blah Flick Cross brilliant great football it'll get us promoted it's, it's unbelievable I it? saw the exact same, exact same thing on Saturday someone calling for yeah, the sorry Reds. about that boys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody saying yes uh, yeah yeah whatever we've still won but they're saying they don't but they want Flitcroft gone because they don't like him. <laughs> I'm not naming names, but I just think it's. But we've had oh no! Please do. Oh, I'm not because it'll. Yeah. I mean, we've had it, it for years. Pathetic. We've had it for years. It's absolutely pathetic. And yeah. Yeah. people not turning up because they don't like Keith Baslam. It's and coming from yeah. people. They don't like Adam Murray. It's only one and moan about something. And, I, exactly. it's, it, it, Michael Merriman, obviously the groundsman, made me laugh today. He put a post <laughs> up about. Obviously, he saw a lot of uh, comments about people moaning about the pitch because Tuesday night they didn't really have much else more, more to moan about. They were on about yeah. water in the pitch because players yeah. slipping over. So they were sort of moaning about it. And he said, I just hope it doesn't rain any time for the rest of the season because obviously people are going <laughs> to probably have heart attacks. Yeah, that's it. That. But it's, it's just like they want things to moan about. But I, honestly, if we play like we have done for the last two games for the rest of the season, I don't know how anybody can criticise. I mean, how dare we play really, really well, score four goals and, you know, not sort the scoreboard out and have one pixelated bit on the scoreboard. Shocking. Not sort it's an absolute disgrace. Flip Croft out. I, yeah. I've had enough. Oh, I've had enough. I've got enough. It's his fault. The scoreboard's not working properly. The scoreboard might as well have been off. I'm frustrated there's no cushion on my seat as well. It's just not good enough. Yeah, I mean, why I have to go and pay for a hot chocolate? Why is it not delivered? to my seat and for free it's a joke yeah. absolute joke uh, Peter says Flitcroft is as frustrated as us fans in our finishing when we uh, when, so, yeah. when Walker missed his chance uh, the water bottle hadn't went hurtling into the ground uh, and that his comments uh, was that should have been a should have been yeah. four uh, so we should perhaps see a strike come in January it did do that to be honest I mean after like was it a great header like he made in the game against Oldham? Did anyone yeah. see that by the way? Halfway through, I think it was the second half, a ball came flying out, flying oh, yeah, out of place, yeah, yeah, back in play. It's like, right, play on. Stick him on. You know, like when you're in a training match and you've got like four footballs under each arm, as long as out of play, you just knock one back casually into the middle. Like, play! It's <laughs> <laughs> like that, brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah, after like. 58,000th chance that we had threw a bottle down and you could see him and he, and he looked at Futter and he went that should have been four he, so he knows he's he's just as frustrated as what we are yeah. you know and like what we said last week there's only so much he can do and there was nothing else he could do on Tuesday night except sit back and watch you know and just Hope that one goes in. Well, let's move on to Tuesday. Then get your comments coming in if you want to. Uh, if you want to talk uh, about that, um, we'll obviously uh, have a little bit more uh, on that as well. Uh, get your comments coming in as always. Want to hear your thoughts on it? Obviously, goalless draw. But for me, I think it's one of the best performances I've seen for a good twelve months from a Mansfield Town side in terms of possession, chances created. And the only question I've got is, like I meant, like I said earlier, why on earth did Tyler Walker decide to have an evening off and give his boots to his dad desk? Because that was a centre-half finish. And when he went through one-on-one, I'm thinking, the net's going to burst, we're going to unlock and we're going to win 3 or 4-0, which I think, to be fair, had we scored early, we would have done. Yeah. It's a bit like, uh, as I mentioned, about the Elston goal against Northampton. We got that goal from individual quality early on as well. And that open the, the gates up for us a little bit and I think if that happened on Tuesday night 100% the same thing would have happened because 
we were really on the game, weren't we? It's, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, the, their keeper made some good saves, but we had two clear chances that we should have put away. Like, um, I think uh, even Des in his day now would put that away, really. Like, you know, it's, uh, but we're also getting the one before that where Otis hit bar with an open net. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. That's one yeah. of the chances. That's, you know, so you can't, well, you can pick on Tyler, but for his miss. <laughs> yeah. But you can also say that Otis should have scored. He is coming into a lot of criticism that walk. And now, what are, what's your guys' thoughts? Is it, is it just? Is it, you know, does he deserve that? That's the thing. What people forget is he's still a young lad. He's still learning. And it's going, fair enough, you were playing championship football last season he were playing in a relegation dogfight last season in the championship I think I don't even think he scored last season for Bolton and he's coming in playing week in week out in League 2 fair enough it's two divisions below but it's still that step up that he's not on the bench all the time I'll tell you what he needs to do what I think is, I know he's I like get his boots back off his dad does <laughs> I think it's a confidence thing. I don't think he's that confident at the moment, but I think the one the only one thing he can do to get the crowd back is just run a bit. Yeah. Show the same endeavour and determination that Rose is doing. If he does that, and well, what are the other squad are doing, um, hopefully then his quality will come through. But if he has an off game, if he has an off game but he's still trying, then people aren't going to moan. But that's the frustrating thing. We will, because we're been a bit, Well, no, no, <laughs> we're like, Okay, most yeah. of us, most of us won't moan. Only most four sausage rolls in a packet that. from Greg's, that's a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> one, Shocking, Craig out. Yeah, well, well, yeah, well it's three donuts, so what more do you want? Yeah, that's true. But no, I just think it just needs to, it just looks a bit lazy at You can say that, you can say not scoring is the only negative you can take out of the Golden game. We had a very good goalkeeper who was... On his form from ninety nine percent of the game. I mean, to be honest, that the, the, let's just address the alleged thing. It was bloody lucky. I hope he went home and brought a lottery ticket. It's probably a millionaire by now if he did. Uh, but I think he was in two minds there whether to to pass it and try and play out or to try and boot it long. He just got his he got the right connection, the wrong power, and it just went wrong. But you know, it's but other than that, over. it was a, it was a good performance. We had a good back line. We had a good midfield and we had a good, good strike force, but it was just that final product. Um, I would be more worried if we were sat here saying that we played excellent against Oldham, but created nothing. Yeah, and do, do you know what? You I, know what? I, I, I'd, I'd have been like, I'd have been so worried that you know, you look at shots on target and they were like none. I You'd very like, nearly oh threw a bro- and very nearly uh, threw a bloke into the uh, into the into the res on uh, on. On, uh, that's my pen gone pr- everywhere. Uh, that's how, yeah, that's how I know it. Very nearly, you nasty man. I mean, uh, very <laughs> nearly threw somebody into. Thanks. Very oh. nearly threw something into res because I was walking back to my car and there was this bloke in front. He was just like, "Oh, we've not created nothing. We've we we dull. We die. We're such a poor team." And I'm just like, mate, I, I can I can tell you now that we've just created about thirty chances in that game. The keepers made four really good worldy Dude. saves. With, look at the stats they yeah, told you. Oh, stats saying oh, how can that, you walk away from that feeling frustrated. The only frustration is in it's not in score, yeah. in, is it bouncing the wrong side of the line. The how wrong stat that I don't agree with we run about it all yeah. way up was possession. 
Yeah. Yeah. It gave Mansfield 52% possession. Yeah, more like 80-20. Yeah. 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 yeah, at half time it said 60-40, and even, I, and I swear the second half we had even more, so that's something yeah. that says that. But. I mean, that's, I don't know. You can, stats are stats. Stats are stats, but. Hopefully that right at our level. In terms of chances created into the final third and threatening teams and looking, you know, that you know that feeling you get when you get, you get that rush as you go forward, you sort of lean forward on your seat and you're just ready to go and, and, and jump up <laughs> off your seat. The amount of times I was nearly off my seat, the, 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 I had like, motion sickness. This, this is again the, one of the this is just the, the team and I think the top four uh, divisions. Well, I've got the best defensive record away from away from home. Yeah, that says a lot. I mean, yeah, they still kept the ball out of the net, but they were very lucky to do that. Oh yeah, you know, they've completely gone back to Oldham, haven't they? Thinking bloody hell yeah, I, we've, we've ridden some stories I was reading for a lot of their fans tweets and their posts on Facebook and a lot of them had a lot of praise for us but they were all saying how lucky they were to get a point and I think that that speaks volumes itself I'd like to listen to like their manager's interview yeah to see what he thought I mean if it, surely he would be saying why well, have I put them two donkeys up front because uh, yeah well, their one their one good striker was that injured wasn't he yeah. Stam, sorry, so to be fair I think good. they might have nicked one if they might have got one if he was playing but. Miller and um, O'Grady I mean we all know O'Grady's oh, useless anyway yeah, yeah. but Miller wasn't was any better either was he oh, so, he's well. older than Neil Bishop isn't he Miller must be, must be like getting on a bit anyway isn't he Grady isn't he oh hell oh dear whilst these two turn on each other we've mentioned there the Northampton manager let's hear from our manager and get his thoughts um, sorry the Oldham manager let's hear from our manager and get his thoughts on that uh, goalless draw with Oldham we said he was throwing water bottles he was kicking he was heading everything I think he was about to cry at one point when things uh, weren't going our way so let's hear from the Stags boss let's hear from David Flickcroft who has been speaking this week uh, to iFellow after that game at home to Oldham let's hear from the Stags boss David Flickcroft I think we were miles better than Saturday. You know, when I look at the performance, when I look at the the work that the players have done, and the work on the training ground, that epitomises what what we're trying to do. Uh, it goes along with the the Accrington performance, uh, but not the goals. You know, and um, we've moved it about. We've completely dominated. You know, they've not they've not been beat, and you you can understand why they they're very uh, robust. They're very uh, they've got a real resolve, um, fighting for each other, and, and the. And they sit deep, but we moved them around the pitch as good as we've moved anyone. You know, in my my sort of twenty odd games here, I thought the players committed to everything we ask of them. Um, and you know, to get in to get in the the opportunities and, and they create the opportunities that we have done without scoring a goal. Um, you know, it just it, it does defy logic that one. Um, but you know, everything I ask of, of my team and everything I ask of my staff. Um, have, have produced tonight apart from that last little bit and listen I, I don't know how, how you know we've not we've not gone on the first half to go 3-4-5-0 it's you know and, and the loyal supporters who've seen us tonight and, and some unbelievable comments you know some some real die-hard Mansfield fans you know the football's incredible uh, and listen we're, we're here to win we're here to get promoted um, we all know that um, you know but I, I look at I look at the chances created, and it was there was ex- excellent. Uh, the keeper was pulled off save after save. I thought he was exceptional, very very quick, very lively across his across his um, across his line. He pulled off some really good saves. Um, but the structure, you know, Bobby's had three. He's had three shots to just pick up. You know, ten mile an hour coming at him, ten mile an hour. Just they weren't even classed as shots. The structure was superb. 
never looked in danger, dominated, which we have done at home all season. Um, and we just couldn't finish him off and I'm gutted because I really wanted a back-to-back -back wins for the supporters who's turned out Saturday, Tuesday you know, two home games isn't easy you know, to be able to uh, to be able to afford and they've come out in numbers um, and even though we've seen good football I, I wanted a I desperately wanted a win for our supporters tonight they were brilliant uh, Oldham's were good and, and that energised our fans um, and I think if we'd have scored the first it, you know, it'd have lit the touch paper because, you know a good percentage of our fans have enjoyed some of the football on show here tonight. It's a credit. The pitch is a credit to to Mez and the staff, the ground staff, and we've just you know I, I like Tuesday nights here under the lights. You know you've the the, the pitch is a bit greasy. You can move the ball. Uh, we've had some we've some had some brilliant performances. Some of the best performances we've we've had since since I've been here. We've been working with Siege, you know CJ on on that end product and his pass for Otis is is brilliant. The timing of it, the the, the pace of it. Uh, you know, and you're just waiting for Otis to nestle. Uh, was it at core second half? Oh wow! You know, it's 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 an open goal. Um, the, the the phenomenal chances uh, that. And by the way, you know, teams will take them against us. The ricochet that Cambridge got, you know, from from 25 yards, it's come off a ricochet and gone in. Um, so. You know, other teams take them chances against us. But listen, we we'll, we know where we need to be. Um, we're striving for that. Every day, this group's striving for that. And, you know, we do a lot of work on the training ground. The lads commit to a lot. Um, and I put a lot of, you know, standard in there. And, and we've seen that tonight, apart from that end bit. But this, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't for the want of... They had to make two subs at half-time because it was that dominant, the display. That's David Flickcroft speaking to iFollow earlier this week. After that game, 0-0 draw against Oldham at the One Course Stadium. We always have a bit of a chat whilst the sort of uh, the tapes run in and things like that. We we've heard it. We you know the purpose of the interview is so you guys can get you know gain comments and sort of you know uh, if you've missed it and this is the only source of you catching up, which I know it is for some people. Some people do use this as their weekly thing, which is great. But whatever. And we were talking there about that and. We made the comment here, I can't remember who, who made the comment of actually, when you look at results aside, Flitcroft is actually one of the most honest and most sort of, <laughs> you know, one of, well, probably one of the better managers we've had. Do you care to, you know, rectify that a little bit? Do you care to yeah, get well, that I argument in there? As much as people bang on about results, results, fair enough, football's a results game, but if you're playing good, attractive football, then people are going to come and watch. We look at a lot of people last season stayed away because, we oh, we don't like Edwards, we don't like his style of play, we don't like the players that we brought in. So when we start to gain momentum, we start to do well, people start to come back. But then the results faded and people left again. Now we've got to the stage where we're playing decent football, maybe not getting the results, but starting to get the results. People are starting to come back and you're thinking, if you're John Radford, we've got four and a half thousand there on Saturday. You think our average for the last five, six seasons, you've been looking three and a half thousand average for a home game. You, we've had attendances of nearly four thousand, four and a half thousand, pretty much every game our so weekend, far Our weekend games have slowly got up and they've, they've perhaps just steadied <laughs> four and a half thousand but why do if, you think that is if if we'd have got if we'd have got 
more wins than draws. Say that's four and a half wins, and we're not getting results. Would have been, so, exactly. would have been hitting five. Would have been hitting five. I exactly. Think. Five and and we're half. getting people to come back from the football that we're playing at the minute. Imagine what the football's going to be like if we can start getting the wins together. You're going to have a really good atmosphere. You look at places like oh, Luton. Did well yeah. last season. Their atmosphere was absolutely fantastic when we played them away. Lincoln. Lincoln's another one. They're it's the same doing well. High crowds, don't they, you know? Exactly. Uh, and it, no attendances don't win your matches, but when you've got the support... Trotmere like, as well, they're another side who... You say, exactly. say attendances don't win your matches, but what they do, like Lincoln, they're bringing revenue. No, yeah. Like they had last season, they had they stabilised in the, in the league. Well, they got... They had uh, that massive cup run, didn't they? Yeah, they got, got a yeah, exactly. but they've got those attendances are going to bring in them a lot of money, and that's why this year they've been able to afford the likes of Johnny Kinday and the other players that they brought in. And well, he has. No, he has been involved <laughs> in a lot of goals. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not necessarily scoring, but he's, he's actually assisted a lot. So he's got one of the highest assists in this league, actually. So he's going unknown. So if he starts scoring. You know, it's, it's another thing for them, isn't it? So that's why they're, they're where they are on the table because you know they they can invest in their team because so they've got crowds. It expands so. from you've got good football. You don't want to be going and watching just like, for example, you look at I think it was Macclesfield versus Forest Green. They had attendance of one and a half thousand in the football league for a Saturday game. And it's like they're not playing great football. They're not getting the results. So the attendance is low. We've actually got a manager that's come in, is passionate, brought in good players. Fair enough, we're getting draws, but yeah. we're getting a couple of wins in there, and we're starting to get the attendance. We're finally starting. And we to have get... not been battered by anybody. We're, we're, no, not like, at all. You know, the one game we lost was by one goal, and and you think Flick, some since Flick Cross come in, you can say the only real game that we're really disappointed by is probably losing to Forest Green away. And then losing to Crew at well, home they, last I, season. I, I forget now. But last then, season, but it's last right. season. It's irrelevant. Yeah, but do you think we'd be higher up in the league this season if we'd have got David Flickcroft in when we got Evans in? Well, he'd have had a whole season. Yeah, he'd have had a whole season. Yeah, and he'd have had. I think you'd have had a slightly higher budget. But again, you know, I think he's only got to grips with League 2 because of the spell he had with Swindon and getting back into you know back into League 2 management you know would we have had a player like Matt Preston if we'd have if Flickcroft had not been at yeah. Swindon would we have had a player like Elshnick if Flickcroft had not been mm. at Swindon but then again but you think of the flip side would we have someone like Bobby Elshnick Conrad Logan would we have these players that Evans has brought in, you we, can wouldn't, look at we wouldn't have them for Flickcroft to use if look he hadn't been here. Simon's question in a different way: Do I say if we don't go this season, do I think we'll be in a better position next season? So we still had one season at it. One hundred percent, I do. That's this is why I said like this this year. No matter what happens, I obviously well within reason. Um, I feel like under Flickcroft, the more he can work with the team and get his his spin on it, which I think he has done this, this season, it's getting better. I think we're just going to become stronger. Having a few camera issues at the minute, so do bear with us if you're getting blurry faces and things like that. Whilst I try and sort that out, let's. Uh, Which is what better? Well, yeah. you know, anything is a bit of an improvement, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, one man who has been back in the headlines and back and won the goals, Danny Rose. Obviously, three goals in as many games, Randy. two uh, against Northampton on Saturday. <laughs> uh, obviously, first time he spoke to the press as well since then. Uh, let's hear his thoughts on that uh, and uh, get his views on all things uh, Mansfield Town is he a committed Mansfield Town player has he got a word to say 
Has he got a message for the Stags fans? Let's hear what he had to say after that game. I'm really enjoying my football now um, after a really bad summer for me personally. I'm just really glad to be playing week in, week out and um, getting the goals and getting the three points. It's horrible for me personally. Um, it was kind of bad advice from me and the people around me. And uh, you learn from your mistakes in life and uh, I'll move on now. And it's just important that I play week in, week out and we get the three points and we get the goals. I think it's important that me and the gaffer sit down and have a talk about it. The most important thing is that I'm playing week in, week out. And that's what I want really, um, as long as the team's winning and we're up there come the end of the season that's the main objective I just want to apologise for everyone that's that's happened over the summer the fans have been brilliant they've stuck by me I can't thank them enough um, and the people behind Mansfield who contribute uh, I can't thank them enough for sticking by me I just hope I put in performances like that now it's up to me to get the fans back on my side and um, we'll see what happens like I said I can't thank them enough they've been brilliant with me ever since I walked in and after the summer I've had they've stuck by me which I couldn't believe but I can't thank them enough Danny Rose speaking to iFollow after that game against uh, Northampton on Saturday. Uh, obviously, um, with the apology there, which he didn't really need to make, but it's nice to hear him say it anyway, obviously. Uh, well behind, very happy that the fans are behind him and things like that as well. So, uh, hopefully, you know, the, the, he couldn't thank us enough. Hopefully, the goals keep on coming from him. Very quickly, what do you make uh, of, of him now? Obviously, let's not go down the route of talking about, you know, why what happened in the summer happened, but obviously, his head's focused isn't it it is and you, you look at the reaction to scoring against Cambridge and then scoring against uh, Northampton at the weekend that passion for the club is there again is um, I wish he'd stay on his feet a bit yeah then <laughs> he um, does on his feet but so he does win your free kicks I suppose you've got to look at that way but see how yeah, it, I can after him at the moment yeah, yeah that's you can't really say that he's ha he had a bad start to the season, but he's I think he's finally starting. He's, he's to over find. it now, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's kind of done that. We we've passed that now. So all he needs to do is like he's he said, concentrate on his football, concentrate on scoring goals and getting fans back on side. And I think the next the next thing would be I would say is he needs to sit down with Flitcroft and get him off that transfer list. It is imperative, isn't it, to get, to just get that done and, and get that sorted. Which we, I think, we, from judging by his comments, I think that's that's definitely what he wants. You know, he said he yeah. wants to sit down with Flitcroft and talk about that. So. Yeah. I think as long as we can get that going, I think we can get the wheels in motion on that. I think it, as long as Danny can keep, in, keep in form, keep scoring doesn't pick up an injury I think we could end up with a similar situation to what we did last season Danny scoring 13 what was it 13 goals before January and you were looking back then it was like right that's a promotion winning striker that is you think it, it was up there in the goals tally and you look at the same as Kane Emmons he was up there for goal tally as well and I think as long as he can keep the players fit then there's no reason he can't go on and score uh, 20, 25 goals. And I think, moment, I think it was just that, just that that yeah, bit of know. a kickstart that he needed. And I think throwing him into first team has, has, has finally helped. And I think he's finally starting to find his feet again. Obviously, find the back of that against Cambridge. He's finally starting to become the Danny that we know he can be. And I think as long as he can keep that going and keep finding the back of the net, and keep the fans on side as well, which is a massive thing. I think 
we we should be all right, and I can't see Danny going anywhere. Final reflections on uh, Tuesday night, and uh, hearing from the players. We were talking about Neil Bishop earlier on. We're going to hear from him uh, in just a second. We'll hear his thoughts um, on uh, on that game on Tuesday, and then we'll take a look ahead to the next two games. Obviously, Saturday away at Bury, important to win that one and try and leapfrog them in the table, and then obviously Nathan. It is Come on. that time. Uh, first, though, let's hear from Neil Bishop and get his thoughts uh, on that game uh, against uh, Oldham in midweek and his thoughts on his uh, contribution so far this season. Here's Neil Bishop. I'm so frustrated. It's beyond belief, but there you go. You know, it's early on the season. The performances are there. The chances are coming. You know, maybe you'd be a bit more worried if you weren't getting chances. But I think every game we've created chances. It's just a matter of of, of really being ruthless and sticking the knife in when, when we've got teams on the ropes. The overriding emotion is frustration. And I keep repeating the word, but you know what I mean. We've come in there. We've dominated the game. We've never looked like conceding. We've never looked like losing, and we haven't won. But like I say, you, you go away tonight. You get out of your system. And you come back in, and you, and you, and you realise what a good performance that is. And, and, we'll, and we'll be ready to go again Saturday. Like I say, we go into every game wanting to win, and that's going to be the standard now. You know what I mean? We, we, we spoke about. Kicking off from Saturday, I think the performance was better than Saturday. We just did, we just didn't get that end end, end product, if you like. Um, but there you go. You know, hopefully it'll come Saturday. And like I say, we'll be back on the training ground working out to make sure it does. Performances out there were really good. The, the back lads commanding. You know, two clean sheets in what in two games, outstanding. You know, Timmy in there coming slotted in like he's been there all season. So look, I'm still as driven as ever. You know, I'm still as enjoying my football as, as I did when I was a kid you know I hope it shows I, I love playing football I love being with the lads I love trying to win games of football and, and I really want to be part of something here this season that's why I joined I didn't I didn't join just to slide quietly into retirement and be a bit part player I want, I want to play every minute I, I train every day I want to win I want to score I want to do everything you know I, I, I've still got the love for football and like I say I hope it shows and like I say we, 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 there's, there's positive signs that we, we can have a really positive season here Neil Bishop speaking there to iFollow if you want to watch that interview in full you can do so mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow um, so obviously just very quickly on Neil Bishop then obviously you know saying feels as, as youthful and exuberant as ever probably been one of the, the best players hasn't he since, since, since signing but one important comment he made in there it's not about him it's about how the team are and how they're performing and things like that and he says the important thing is to kick on Saturday let's start there with that point on Saturday night Bury away, Gig Lane, tough place to go. They're up there at the minute. I think they're seventh in the league at the moment, and we've we've got to get three points. But if we play like we have in the last two games, surely we're going to be walking away with an away victory. You'd like to think so. Um, like I said, I still feel like you know, even though Tuesday night was frustrating, we can still go into that game confident. Obviously, it's Flick Cross old uh, one of you know one of his old teams. Danny Rose is one of his old teams as well, so. Let's hope um, they'll be lifted as well for the game. They'll want to go out there and uh, prove a point. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting. You know, it's another game away from home. It's sort of like, would you take a point? You know, everyone, obviously everyone wants three points. Would you take a point? That's the question. But I think we should go for the win. I think in terms of men, mentality <laughs> men, and, and the way you know people judge Flick Cross bloody record and all that, yeah. I think we've got to be getting three. We, we can't be playing like we are and not be getting three. Yeah. It's got to drop at some point. If we'd have got three against Oldham on Tuesday, then I'd have said I'd be happy to go away and get a point at Bury. But because we didn't get the three points at home to Oldham, 
we've got to go and get three points yeah, against them. I agree with Definitely. that. Definitely. Following on from that then, obviously a quick turnaround of games. Nathan, it's that time again. Check a trade trophy time. <laughs> um, obviously fantastic performance from us last time around, Cam, uh, at Lincoln. It, you know, we showed we were up for it, we showed we were up for the fight, but this is the, for me, the most difficult game of the group, the second of the three games, and it just so happens that it's against the, the under-23 side uh, in this one in Wolves. They're a very good academy, very well drilled. Um, obviously, X-Leg Scott Sellers involved with that as well. But if we can get three points on, in that league table, that would put us through to the next round in a competition we should be winning. But it's, let's not look at it as two separate competitions. Let's look at it as the continuation of games. There will be changes. Players will come in and fight for a shirt. But... It's that momentum, as it showed, you know, with with the Lincoln game and the the Carabao Cup games as well earlier this season. Well, exactly, and it's a game that people that maybe might not be so interested in going to a, a league game because it's like too expensive or whatever. Not may, maybe not enjoying football at the minute. Maybe wanted to go to a game where it's like, oh, we might actually get a decent performance. Well, blah blah blah. But it's it's still competitive football. It's still a game that people can go on and enjoy, and it's a game that you get to see players that aren't not quite knocking on the front door for the first team, but slowly getting there. So someone like Jacob Mellis that's not been in the team for a while through suspension, getting a game. Someone like Conrad Logan will probably play in that game because he's not played recently. Uh, another one, Jordan Gibbons. Another one that's had a Jordan Gray. Oh, Lewis Gibbons. Both of them, yeah. I'm miles away. Playing of the team, um, no one there with that. Lewis Gibbons and Jordan Gray, players that have, have got the ability and that pro- po- possibly deserve a game in the first team that might not get the chance. So it's being able to go out and show the, their performance. It's a uh, a competition where someone like Callum Butcher has shown his his class and his ability and has gone on to do a, have a decent run in the first team and it's, a, it's another thing where someone like Tyler Walker might be able to have that bit of confidence and go at it and grab a goal like he did against Lincoln and have that confidence being able to like fair enough it's still a first team game but it, it's not the, it, not so much pressure on the players, if you lose, it, it's a, a check a trade game for what most people would see it as, and that'll never change. It, it was the same when it was the JPT when it was just League One and two teams, so that'll never change. So you're not gonna have the same pressure as what you would if it was a first team game. So if you have a first team game and you play shocking, then you're more than likely not gonna play in the second game. Cam said there, Nate, that it, it doesn't always matter, but I can see you itching to uh, argue back. Well, most people want to Wembley, don't you? Yeah, yeah I, obviously. I, I, we've uh, both of us gone over this, haven't we, in previous podcasts uh, before the Lincoln game anyway, for example. Um, I won a cup run. I don't care what cup it is. I, mm. you know, it's, and we've gone through the benefits of you know players' confidence, that momentum, uh, you know, the revenue you've got. I mean, end of the day, from a fan's perspective, you know, you've already spoke about the benefits for those players that aren't in form or aren't getting a game about them going into it. Yeah, you've got all of that, and obviously, that's a massive thing. But I can't think of any uh, every single game, no matter if it's Tuesday night or Saturday. I look forward to going to going to watch us. 
And having these games, especially the group stage sort of thing, is having it's another game for us to go to. And like you said, it's cheap prices, so you got that bonus there. And I just I as many games I'd rather us play sixty games a season, you know, because we get in get for every round of the cup because it's sixty games that I get to go and watch us. So. Um, and I, I like to think a lot of the uh, hardcore Stags fans will see the same and hopefully I mean like you said cheaper tickets for games and things like that will attract a few more so that what you really need to say is after 50 episodes of this podcast <coughs> over 60 games gives us more to talk about and the more excuse he has to spend time with us isn't that cute Aww. 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 or does that mean it's in more time that he gets to spend away from Emma Ooh, she out. does. She knows she tunes in every now and then. Yeah, she um, does. <laughs> I guess that's payback for me calling you old about three times today. But that that was taking a bit far, mate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean it's probably who, true. Who I mean, oi, <laughs> cut it, cut it, mate. I don't, I don't want to break this to you, but you should know this. After we've been doing forty three of these shows live oh. and, and this is one of them oops yeah so, so she's not tune in next it. week to find out if Nathan is still in a relationship what's that <laughs> or even here watching yeah that's just popped up on my phone Emma, Emma is watching yeah. Emma Fotheringham is get watching get ready for the, uh, yeah. for the yeah. um, tune in next week to find out if Nathan is back on Tinder tune in next week to <laughs> find tune in sure next week grinder <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. Tune in next week to find out if the stakes progress. But first and foremost, let's get some predictions and wrap tonight's uh, show up. So let's start with Saturday at Barry Sai. What are you going to go for? 1 0 for Mansfield. 2 1 Stags. Leith? 2 3. 2 3. Stags, I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go for. If we score in the first 20 minutes, we will win 3 1. If we don't score in the first 20 minutes, we will sneak a 1 0 win. I'm going to back us, but I just think it will all depend on when we score because I think mentality for us at the moment is that mindset. Uh, I'll start with you again, Si. Check a trade trophy Tuesday night against Wolves under 23s, under 21s, under 12s, whatever you want to bloody call them. Um, <laughs> under 40s. Under, under 40s, whatever. Um, under 40s? Well, you know, who knows? Um, walking football <laughs> team, whatever. Um, what are you going to go for for, for Tuesday night? Um, 4 0. 4 0. You're going for a rampant <laughs> win. What, what, is that 4 0 Wolves or 4 0 us? Well, Cam? 3 1 Wolves. Nath? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can this see. Guy on I can see you clenching <laughs> your fists. What on earth? Two 0 Stags. Two 0 Stags. I think Stags win, qualify for the the next round, and uh, and get us a nice little cup run. But first and foremost, you know, it is just about not looking at it as individual competitions and looking at it as game by game and progressing over the course of the season. And hopefully, when we're back here next Thursday at six thirty. Uh, we'll be Ish. we we will Ish. be talking about two wins. <laughs> and some goals well that pretty much is it for this week of the podcast it is of course our 50th podcast episode uh, so I just want to say a uh, I mean you pointed is, at the is comments. that Saturday or Tuesday I don't know I hope it, uh, <laughs> either uh, Peter in the comments well, has just put 5 nil. so hopefully you know, two 5 nil wins would be great uh, as I say that is it for uh, tonight thank you very much uh, for watching this is the 50th episode of the Mansfield Matters uh, regular podcast we will do some special ones coming up again very soon indeed stay tuned for a very special Christmas announcements 
It's October. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's it's all good fun. Gotta get uh, soon we're here. There's only like twelve uh, weeks. That's it. Uh, yeah, somebody's no, counting. No. Yeah. Santa Claus is coming to town. It's and all and all that jazz. And Panto season's just round the corner. Oh, oh no, it's on. Oh, so close I mean you can tell it's live it's all good we'll, we'll, we'll tell we're at 18 <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's not oh yeah I see oh god oh god he's on another analogy what's he doing this time also man? it wouldn't be a Mansfield Matters podcast without a camera failure or something going wrong uh, there, that is very very true it's normally uh, Simon's fault that somebody's something's broken but yeah well who knows who knows what it is but, uh, but that is it for this week thank you very much as always for watching keep your comments coming in if you've been listening to the audio version of this every single Thursday at 6.30 where were you where 6.30 come and get involved with the live show if you want to look at stuff throughout the week we've got blogs we've got stats we've got all of that stuff on our website at mtfcmatters.co.uk and of course we'll be back here next Thursday at 6.30ish for episode 51 of the Mansfield Matters podcast and hopefully with some goals and some points and some progression under our belt he's been Nathan Edge he's been Cam Felton, he's been the green shirt of Simon Mercer, I've been Craig Priest, we'll see you next week, good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.